you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, NFL fans, and welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. He's Tony Wiggins. I'm James Erpine. Happy New Year. Even though we're not there yet, it's our last show of 2021, and Happy New Year, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy New Year to you, too. Belated Merry Christmas and all of, the, all of that good stuff. Um, we did a pre-show <laughs> earlier, and uh, and you just introed it. I'm curious as to what you being all humble about. I don't trust you, though, because I think you're going you're gonna to say I was right about something, but I probably wasn't right about it, so you're probably just joking because I know you ain't going to try to give me no credit right now. No, I, I actually am, and maybe it's because it's you know the season of giving or I'm just feeling a little generous or rosy or maybe it's because the team I cover is one win away uh, from making the playoffs. Who knows what it is, but my, my man is bragging. You're right. You, you, yeah, you guys don't know what it's like in Jackson. It is, man, I, what the no. hell is going on down there? We'll get to that in like 10 minutes, but, All right. um, you are right. And you are right about a certain team that I laugh at, that I poke fun at, that, uh, you know, I, I downplayed all season long. And, and there's been times where I, I've said, oh, well, they're pretty good. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. When, when I watch the Dallas Cowboys just haymaker, after a haymaker, after a haymaker, and they just kept delivering haymakers uh, to Ron Rivera's Washington football team. And yeah, I get it. Washington's not that good. And there are a lot of teams in the NFL that aren't that good. I looked and I was like, this Cowboys team, they're pretty damn good. And, and they might be good enough to make a run here in the NFC playoffs. And part of that is because I think every team in the NFC has a flaw. Obviously, Arizona has tripped and fallen on its face and not from mm -hmm. 5'9", Kyler Murray's level from a, a seven-foot, eight-foot cliff, and it just, boom, the Cliff Kingsbury cliff that seems to always happen towards the end of the year with teams he coaches. Uh, but it's not just them. I, do the Rams look unbeatable? No. I think the Packers have looked beatable over the past couple of weeks, even though they've won. Uh, Tampa, certainly beatable. No Chris Godwin for the rest of the year. They've dealt with injuries all season. Is it really going to come together for a second straight year? And so I look at it, I'm like, I trust Dak. I love their weapons. They can get after the quarterback. That might be the formula to making a run and not only making a run, but maybe winning the NFC. So I was wrong. Your Cowboys no, are no. legitimate. Your Cowboys are legitimate NFC contenders. I was wrong. So I've talked a lot. Here you go. Take your victory. Lap. I knew I knew that it had, there had to be a trick to it because one, you know, I can't stand Dallas. But now you're throwing them on me like I'm adopting them. I knew uh, it had to. I knew it had to be. You've been on them all year. I was you've been on them all year. I was just being honest. So you know, I don't have to like you in order to be honest. I'm just being honest, and and I'm looking <laughs> at it from a from a perspective. So now you want me to own them, and so I can't. I can't do that, right? Uh, they not only threw haymakers at Washington, but Washington threw haymakers at each other on the bench. Mm -hmm. So. The thing is with the Cowboys, to, to reiterate my, my point that I was trying to make about them is this. A lot of teams have to sort of play a certain way, like the Colts, a good team, right? But they play a certain way. They have to play a certain way, and the close and it's simplistic. So the closer they can play in that simplistic way or that simple way, uh, 
gives them a really, really good chance to win. Jacksonville was like that in 2017. There, you know, some people just have to condense the game and and play their game. Buffalo is a little bit the same way. Um, Dallas can play terrible and put 30 on you. That's that's who they are because they they're never behind uh, and if they do get behind they're not out of the game because they have three really good receivers and probably four if you include the tight end and even five or six if you include the running back and that wilson kid who's the fourth wide receiver now that Mm -hmm. robert gallup's back but michael Michael gallup yeah michael gallup so the thing that makes them good too is if they get behind and they have to score stop score stop score stop they can do it and the reason why they can do it is because they can rush the passer and they have great players in their front seven and they got a kid back there who's either going to give up a touchdown or he's going to get a pick six it's that wild and quirkiness that always allows them to be in a game i know another Mm -hmm. team like that the one you cover they ain't never out of a game offensively if they can just i'm telling you if they can stop Mm -hmm. people they can score anytime and put 21 on you in about eight minutes if you give them the ball back. But Dallas and they've done that, that this year. Yeah, and Dallas is just that kind of team that – and then they just don't care. They're arrogant. They're, they're just the kind of team that if you get up on them 30 to, 31 to 10, they will walk you down because they know they can stop you. They're wild enough to jump balls, and they can score from anywhere at any time on offense. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you there. And that style travels because they're going to have to travel. Green Bay is going to get the one seed in the NFC. You're telling me the Cowboys can't go to Lambeau and win? I think they got a shot. Yep. You're telling me that the Cowboys can't go to wherever else that they would have to go on the road to and win? Absolutely. And we don't know exactly how it's going to fall out. But to me, I'm in. I'm not saying I'm picking them to win the NFC or anything like that, but the possibility, the path, it is very real. Dak's legit, which I never really questioned that, but I questioned the structure around him. But can you get after opposing quarterbacks? You can. Can you force toner turnovers? You absolutely can. And they can put up points in a hurry. And so that, it might not be enough, but it could be. And I was wrong about Dallas. They And the thing that I thought was really cool, they win the NFC East, and then they go out there and just hammer Washington anyway. It's not like they, you know, slept walk through that entire game and won on a a last second field goal or, you know, a final drive from Dak. There was no doubt. And there was no doubt early on. And, um, yeah, they they can beat you in a variety of ways. And that's the thing, too, is it's not like the the running backs are entirely healthy right now. We'll see, you know, if they can get back. Zeke has has played through some things. We know about Tony Pollard. So, yeah, they they uh, they're legit. So take your bow. Your Cowboys. I'm going to make sure you get a, a Dallas hat, maybe. Maybe I'll get you a Dallas Cowboys hat for, for the new year or well, for Christmas. Know. I guess well, it's belated. But I yeah, well, I, I'll, I, I won't be wearing that because I got about 30 people that I've known my whole life that would probably call uh, some mental health people to think that something's wrong with me. But um, <laughs> here, here's, the, here's the thing. I'm with you, though, when it comes to winning a tournament and a Super Bowl yeah. and finishing Quirky never finishes and wins. Quirky just always kind of remember FSU and I think 2014 when after the year after they won it, Jameis's following year, when mm-hmm. they were always down like 31 to seven and they yeah. rally and win the game. It's because they were so talented. 
But eventually, Quirky catches up, catches up with you. And against Marcus Mariota in Oregon, all they missed field goals, dropped touchdown, all of that quirky stuff caught up with him, and they got hammered by like 30 points. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm afraid of with Dallas because in order to win that tournament and become Super Bowl champion, you got to be – teams actually played their best game on Super Bowl Sunday. And everything kind of comes together and jives together, and it comes down to guys doing special stuff like – uh, the Butler kid did at, at New England mm-hmm. and the catch and everything is tight. And it's this chess match. Quirky don't, doesn't win Super Bowl. So in order for Dallas to actually win that Super Bowl, Mike McCarthy has to get better and not have time management issues. They can't jump balls. Uh, Dak has to really be Dak on it because he can't be hurt. There's a lot that has to happen, but they're scary. Not, not so much as them winning it, but they could knock off the team that's supposed to win it because they're so good. And, and it's just so many challenges. So that to me, that's probably the thing that they could upset somebody who you pick like Tampa or green Bay, the, the most sound team and, and beat them. And then next week they'll lose too. Yep. No, I could totally see that. And, and that's the, the part of it where, you know, I think they have a high ceiling, but will they be buttoned up long enough? There you go to win it. I, I certainly think they have the talent, though, and like if you told me they're in the Super Bowl, wouldn't shock me. No, nope. wouldn't shock me because I, I think that they, uh, you know, maybe it's a, you know, almost a Panthers esque type run, and then they they fall in the Super Bowl to Kansas City or whatever. But I, I do think that uh, Dallas could certainly see itself and make its way uh, to the Super Bowl in February. One team that's not going to be there is the team that Tony Wiggins covers, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's getting worse before it gets better in Northern Florida. We're going to go there next and discuss that situation. Plus, I have an idea who can fix it all. The head coach that the Jaguars should hire, you shouldn't even bother with all of these interviews. I'll tell you who that is, and we'll see if Tony agrees coming up next. But first, I got to tell you about Bilt Bar because, man, the Jaguars need a lot of built bars. The Cowboys are probably uh, eating their fair share. That's why they're having so much success this season. Built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They taste great. And the best part is the macros. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. Perfect for you as you enter 2022. It's a new year. Maybe you're trying to shed a couple pounds. Maybe you just want to add some muscle or maybe you're just looking for a healthy midday snack, a healthier alternative to what you've been having, maybe a breakfast bar. Built Bar can be all of those things. It's versatile. It's perfect for you. Check them out right now where they have so many different flavors and there's going to be something that pops out when you go to built.com. And the best part is you're going to save right now. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, go to built.com and get 15% off with promo code LOCK15. All right, back to talk about as the world turns, the mess mm-hmm. that won't quit uh, here in Jacksonville. Uh, a report by Ian Rappaport Monday, came out Monday, that um, the Jaguars were uh, likely retaining uh, general manager Trent Baalke. Yeah. And um, all hell broke loose on Jaguars Twitter. And... <laughs> That's something that you guys should be familiar with right now. If you're not, it, it's it's something to behold. But normally there's sort of a split. I think with Urban Meyer getting fired, it was 75-25. Mm-hmm. 
pro firing him. Uh, this Trent Balky situation is 100 to zero. The fans here have, they, they're livid. They're, they're, they're absolutely livid. I'm, I'm a little bit upset too that Shaq Khan allegedly has decided to retain Trent Balky and use him in the search for a brand new coach. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by that. And uh, I, I'm sure there's a lot there, you know, that I, I don't know about. It's just, to me, you have to, I would clean house. I would try to get it right. You can't, and this was my point with with Zach Taylor here in Cincinnati, and it, it looks like he might be the guy. But when you're six twenty five and one after two years, you can't roll the dice. You have this quarterback who's on his rookie deal, and you need to take advantage of it right now. Well, some people thought that the Bengals wasted, and rightfully so, Joe Burrow's rookie season. I know Tra- Trevor Lawrence isn't injured, and I hope to God he stays healthy. But you want to talk about wasting? The Jaguars completely got an F minus, minus, minus. They failed the exam. I don't even know if they made it into the exam room when it comes to Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. And so if I'm Khan, if I'm Shad Khan, the owner, I'm not flirting with this anymore. I'm finding the solution and that's it. And at least on the surface level, because I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about Trent Baalke. I would want to get everything out of the urban era, given what I know, get all of those guys out and start fresh and yet they're not doing that so uh why is it such a bad decision i'll give you my my recommendation for head coach in a second but why is it such a a questionable at best decision to keep the the current gm twofold you can look at trent balky's uh history as far as drafting and hiring coaches uh he the best thing he ever did was hire jim harbaugh and then the worst thing he ever did was run jim harbaugh off after they started having success and the player the players that they picked under harbaugh that were the developmental players that were supposed to play those are the guys that played after harbaugh left and apparently who they were drafting was a problem with jim and uh balky pretty much wanted credit for all of the success too i've talked to people around the league who've been in the league who are still in the league He's not a very well-liked person for his type of communication, as well as uh, the fact that, uh, you know, this we're, we're really now with football, just like much like all sports, we're in the communication business. Can you extract the best out of people? And can you uh, have people wanting to run through a brick wall for you with their eyes closed with a smile on their face? Everything I've heard about Andy Reid, they do that. Everything I've heard about uh, Sean McVay or uh, – Less need that they're a joy to work with. And uh, the he just – the third thing is this. When Shaq Khan took the team over, they had Mike Malarkey. They didn't fire him. Uh, the first year they kept him. They kept him and Blaine Gabbard, him and uh, Shaq and Dave Caldwell. Then when they did fire him and they got their whole new staff in, it was Gus Bradley and a whole bunch of people. When they finally fired Gus, they kept the defensive coordinator and allowed the defensive coordinator to sit in on here's what happened first they fired the defensive coordinator gus had to and when they interviewed for the new defensive coordinators with guys like jim schwartz that had big reputations they allowed the interim defensive coordinator who was the former defensive line coach todd wash to sit in on the interviews when they decided to hire the defensive coordinator they promoted todd wash so my point is, is why do you have the interim defensive coordinator sitting in on interviews with established guys from around the league? And then 
just retain him. It's almost as if, like, listen to what they say, and I want you to do everything that they said that they would do if they were the defensive coordinator. Then they fired Gus. They kept Todd Wash. They promoted Marone from offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Then they then they they ran Coughlin off, right? And after they ran Coughlin off, they kept Marone and Caldwell. He has never, ever, ever just scrapped everything because the assistant GM when Caldwell was here was balky. So my thing is this, what pisses everybody off is this. Why won't you just let all of that stuff go and start fresh? That's the problem. You you know what it reminds me of? And I I covered the Browns for a couple of years in Cleveland and it felt like there were, there were always pieces left behind. Right. There were always, you you have John Dorsey and and he he's going to stay pat. He's going to come in past Sashi Brown, but Hugh Jackson's going to be his head coach. And then Hugh Jackson's going to stay, but then he's going to bring Todd Haley. Oh, now Dorsey's going to bring in his guy. Oh, it's Freddie Kitchens from that coaching staff. And, and, you know, it just, it was just this weird cycle. And then guess what? They cleaned house. They brought in a fresh GM, Andrew Barry. They brought in Kevin Stefanski. And I'm not saying the Browns are perfect. And I don't think they're going to pay Baker Mayfield, but that's, uh, you know, a subject for another time. And they went to the playoffs. There was yeah. their stability, and it feels like they're they're stable now. Might Here's, not be a Super Bowl team, but stable. But, and yeah. that's what it, it, that's what Jacksonville needs, right? Stability, a foundation, not a uh, whatever the hell is going on down there. So to me, I would hire a guy that I know pretty well. I'm certainly familiar with his work, and I already uh, know who you're talking about. I got you. Yeah, they they should absolutely hire Marvin Lewis. I yep. wouldn't even worry about anything else. I heard I would, last, I would hire, I, I heard I would hire they hired, Marvin Lewis. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. My bad. Go ahead. Finish. You no, I, I, heard, I would hire Marvin Lewis because what he did during the Carson Palmer era, mm-hmm. where Cincinnati, the Bengals were so much damn fun, and they might have underachieved some, but there was a lot of dysfunction that he had to overcome. And he has a second shot now, or would have a second shot with a Carson Palmer level talent, a number yep. one overall pick in uh, a place where I think he could bring stability in a division. I think he could instantly, um, maybe not win right away, but compete in right away. And he knows what it takes to build a winner. People are going to say, oh, he's 0 7 in the playoffs. Well, I can make excuses for him. Or I can just say this. Are the Jaguars anywhere close to the playoffs? No. Well, you got to get close before we talk about winning playoff games. And I think he could be that stabilizing presence. And look, he's liked in NFL circles. I think he could hire a hell of a staff as well, which uh, certainly matters. I think you're you're 100% spot on correct. I think I, I got win last year before Urban was hired that Marvin Lewis was at the top of the list for the coaches that uh, Shad wanted to consider. So uh, someone in the business actually told me that, that um, he liked Marvin Lewis, he liked Jim Caldwell, uh, that he liked those type of guys, you know, just the solid guy who who can galvanize these people, the players. So I'm 100% with you on that. And uh, the thing that you said that I wanted to tap into real quick before we get to our power rankings is, Cleaning the slate gets rid of this. You know what that is? And for anybody that doesn't see me, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm pointing my finger at James. Mm -hmm. Cleaning the slate gets rid of this. It was their fault. 
because when new people come in, mm -hmm. all new people, you yeah. have no finger to point. You have no one to point to. You're not yeah. in the business. You know what you say? I don't know what was going on here before, but that's not my business. What I'm doing is where we are now. But as yeah. long as you keep remnants of the past, everyone can always say, okay, we got rid of those roaches. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. we, no, no, no. We, we got, no, I want you gone too. Yeah, I I don't want to just get rid of the ones. You're not the good roach. I don't want to just get rid of the ones behind the refrigerator under the stove. I want you two to get out of here. We're going to fumigate this whole place. And that's what they need to do. Yep. No, I, I agree. And I, I think Marvin, when he got to Cincinnati in 03, he made so many changes through Mike Brown, uh, an owner who did not want to make changes. And I think he could have a similar impact where, especially with an owner that's willing to spend money from what I see. It's not like Khan's not willing to spend money, no, he'll right? Spend they it. had this plan for this new facility and all this stuff, right? Well, guess well, what? Well, he's not, well, he's not, yeah, he ain't paying for that, though. We're paying for it. I him. figured he probably wasn't paying for yeah, it. But, yeah, no, he ain't paying for nothing. But but I get your point. He he, he should, by the way. He gave Urban carte blanche. He, 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 he basically allowed Urban to do whatever he wanted to do. There's, there were so many coaches over there under Urban Meyer that the, Urban had a chief of staff. Nobody has a chief of staff in the NFL. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I think they need to restructure the entire front office and just, you know, I, I was showing some people the chief's uh, front office from the president to, to the, the owner, the president down to the GM. And then the third guy in command is Borgonzi. And everyone looks at Borgonzi like he's just the, the wizard of all of this stuff. And then Borgonzi has an assistant. And then you got another guy named Mike Bradway. And then Mike Bradway has an assistant between Andy Reed, a big figure coach who probably needs, less support than anybody he has yep. all of these people between him and the president like 10 people the jaguars have two or three between the coach and the owner mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy that yeah. you, you you let andy reed have that big old staff almost like nick saban with all of those analysts and then you think you're just gonna run these two dudes out here and they're gonna compete with that that's the problem so i think they need to restructure the front office and, and get rid of everybody and bring a whole bunch of new people in yep hopefully they do hopefully they hire marvin and uh or someone like that but I, I think marvin lewis would be great for the job where are the jaguars in our power rankings well they're 32nd we'll dive into the other 31 teams next that's right tony your jacksonville jaguars 32nd but your dallas cowboys fifth they're in the top five they don't move up they don't move down and uh, we'll dive into these Week 17 power rankings right now. The Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Bucks, Cowboys, top five intact as all five of those teams were victorious in Week 16. Six through 10, Indianapolis moves up a spot. The Bills mm -hmm. move up a couple spots. The Titans move up three spots. The Patriots fall to ninth. The Bengals, 10th. Any surprises in that top 10? No, I'm not surprised. A couple of weeks ago, we, we mentioned the coach, like, watch out, because they can yeah. play defense and they can play identity football, which means you get in a game with them, they're going to make the game their game. And they're very, very good at doing it with a good offensive line and a great running back and a good defense. I still don't trust Carson Wentz. The thing that I noticed about this is four of the top five teams are all from the um, NFC yep. with an 11-4 and four record or better. And then the next five are all from the AFC, from yeah. six all the way through 10. And uh, look at your Bengals, man. They made a statement the other day, even though they were playing against the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Joe Burrow, 
Remember those debates? Who'd you take, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? Psh, that's not a debate anymore. Everyone, I, I think everyone would take uh, Joe Burrow at this point. Let's go 11 through 15, if you don't mind. The Cardinals, who just a few weeks ago were riding high, and now they've dropped six points and in, in, on a massive lo losing streak. The Chargers don't trust them one bit. They lost a game to the Texans the other day. The 49ers are the they're the AFC version of the Colts, in my opinion. They sit at 13. The Ravens are in absolute trouble. And the Raiders, you don't know who's going to show up uh, from week to week at number 15. Yeah, no real surprises here. I think it's going to be interesting if Trey Lance starts for the 49ers. I wonder if he could have a similar impact. And I'm not saying he's the same player, but you remember when Colin Kaepernick came in uh, for Alex Smith and, yep. and just changed the way the 49ers changed the upside, changed everything about that offense. Who knows? Maybe Trey Lance can have a similar impact. Maybe he's a year away. I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, outside of that, yeah, don't sleep on the Ravens. I think they're still firmly um in the you know not only playoff consideration but if, if lamar can come back this week i think they they end up squeaking their way into the playoffs speaking of a team trying to squeak their way in mm. miami dolphins at 16 and uh man no one is uh one more it could second well they've won seven straight well i think the the chiefs have, have one more straight so I, I lied the chiefs i think have won eight straight but still the dolphins playing really really well they have a tough schedule we'll see if they can get by i believe it's tennessee this week the eagles come in at 17 as they continue their playoff push the browns 18th vikings 19th steelers round out the top 20 and i might as well finish it off uh, the broncos are 21st atlanta 22nd the saints 23rd washington 24th bears 25th and man there's a lot of bad teams here at the end and uh first off seattle i don't know what's going on with russell wilson doesn't feel like he's going to be there next year they're 26th 27th carolina the jets 28th the texans 29th the lions 30th the giants 31st and as we mentioned your jags 32nd the jags lost to the jets and the texans yep twice they lost twice to the texans um Jacksonville couldn't beat any team, any of those teams, Not, any of them. They're, they're just that bad. I'm going to make a statement about Russell Wilson and Seattle, Seattle at 26. Yep. I think he's cooked. Whoa. I, I think this is more than just him not getting along with people and the team being bad because there's no way with DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett that you're supposed to play the way he's playing. I, I think I watched him play. I think Russ is, is is cooked. I don't I don't think he'll ever be the same guy. I don't and you can send him to Denver or wherever you want. I do not think that he's gonna be the type of player to be an MVP candidate anymore. Wow. Man, that's uh that is some statement. I, I think I need to see him elsewhere. I don't know if he's just protecting himself. I think he's had opportunities and I haven't watched a ton, but I did watch some last week. And uh I think he has opportunities to run and he's not. And I wonder if he's just kind of like, all right, let me get to the end of the season, you know, the off season, and let's figure out where I'm going to be next. But I agree with you; it doesn't look good. And yeah, he has weapons: DK Metcalf, Lockett, like you mentioned. I mean, it, it could be much, much worse weapons-wise. Believe me. So I agree, and I wonder what teams are going to be interested. I think Cleveland would certainly be interested. I, I think obviously the Giants would be interested. But to me, if you're Seattle, why the hell would you send him to an NFC team? I'd right. send him to the AFC. And so that Denver, kind of limits things a bit. Denver, uh, obviously Washington, Carolina, those teams will all probably be uh, very interested. 
I think Houston might stick with the kid. Oh, come on. I think you see, did you see him play? You know what I would do? It, well, you think Russell's cooked, so I, I would I would move. I, I, have, I haven't watched him a ton, but I, you really buying into Davis Mills? Uh, I'm buying into the fact that he beat the Chargers and he beat Jacksonville and he outplayed Trevor Lawrence. And uh, So you taking him over Trevor? No, I'm not doing that. Okay, I was just I'm making not sure. Doing that. No, the, the, I was the, seeing how taky you wanted to be. No, no, no. Oh, my God. But the thing is, you know what it kind of reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of the year, I don't, and I know this is going back a bit, yeah, he, he reminds me of the year the Washington football team took twice. They did this. They took Kirk Cousins in the same draft as RG3. And when Cousins got a chance to play, he showed you he was worth giving a shot. Yeah. And then uh, they did it like 20 years before that. They took Heath Shuler and Gus Farratt in the same draft. And Farratt ended up having a very, very long career and starting a lot of yep. games. Davis Mills reminds me of a Gus Farratt, Kirk Cousins type guy. You put him on a bad team in a bad situation where they've traded a lot of their assets away and they go out and beat the team that they beat. Mm-hmm. It's Pep Hamilton, man. He he's got the mojo. He did it with Herbert. He's done it. Every, Pep Hamilton is it has to be uh, considered a guy that uh, can call offense because he's done this with every single he did it in. Well, of course, he did it with Peyton in Indy, but he's done this everywhere he's gone. I think Justin Herbert has regressed this year without Pep Hamilton. So yeah. um, he's doing this with this kid, man. At some point, we got to start looking at guys like that for coaching jobs because it's like a miracle that like everywhere he goes, he's like the quarterback whisperer. So I, um, I will say I, I was shocked that Herbert played as bad as he did the other day. And my fantasy yeah. team hated it because Keenan Allen, man, what, what do we do? I, I have Amon Ra St. Brown on my bench, and I'm like, I can't bench Keenan Allen for him. And I end up losing because St. Brown wasn't in my lineup. Like, what are we doing? Justin, get the ball. To Keenan Allen, anyway. This no, 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 no. But we could talk about that because let me tell you something that pertains to you. Oh. I had T. Higgins, and oh, I moved boy. my line. Watch what I did. I moved my oh, lineup around just enough, so I saved like five or six hundred bucks, and I put Jamar Chase in. Not only did Chase I have was him, still good, but not as he good. was good. <laughs> and then because basically whoever was going to win fantasy won with t higgins because he went ballistic. yep yep and and i had joe burrow and i said okay i was gonna go with mixon and i was playing one of those game games i was gonna go with mixon burrow and t higgins and i changed it to justin herbert because i found out that mike williams wasn't playing and i went with justin herbert and keenan allen and jamar chase and i was kicking myself by halftime yeah, you need to kick yourself a little harder. That's that's brutal. That's tough. I was in season long, so it's even more painful because I feel like I invested all this time. I get to the semifinals. I feel good about my lineup. Yeah. I also had James Robinson, which heartbreaker. But uh, and and that's how I saved money. That's how I, saved, that money. That's how I saved money. I took Mixon out. And I put James Robinson there. I can tell you about that one. Oh. Yeah. So look, Anyways. man. Well, yeah, we're ending ending this on a, a somber note, but I, I'll say this uh happy new year to you i think this is uh you know it's been a fun year this is our first full year of locked on nfl together every single wednesday i think it's been a a wild ride we still haven't met in person i'm looking to change that in 2022 i'm Um, going to make my way down to jacksonville yeah maybe to interview for the head coaching job yeah yeah well good luck on that i'm going to senior bowl so i don't know if you're gonna make it over but uh and i'm thinking about the combine so okay. we'll see if I, if I get the combine, maybe we'll hook up and go to one of those steakhouses up there or something. 
Yeah, no, the combine sounds good. I don't know. Senior Bowl's iffy. Combine, that's a short drive from Cincinnati. I'll probably be there. All right, brother. You guys continue to take care of each other, and we'll do the same here on Locked on NFL. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Uh, and before you make your bets, go to Locked on Bets and look at the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling before you make because it's quirky right now with all of these guys missing games. Mm-hmm. So you need some help and you need some information before you do that. All right, you guys take care. See you next time.